0: Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning and me, Paul Dick. I am lucky to be sitting down with Kareen Martins today. We have been wanting to do this podcast for quite a while now, and finally, we're sitting down, we got mics on, and we get to chat. How are you doing, Kareen?
1: Good. Thanks, Paul. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm doing great. Good. So I know during our training sessions, we end up having a lot of conversations about what you do, and um, I think a lot of people are going to find it interesting, but uh, let's, let's kind of start off like just when you were, you know, when you were younger activity wise, what, what did that look like for you?
1: Well, as a kid, I was very passionate about dance and um, that was about the only activity I did, but I did it as many nights a week as my parents would take me, which usually ended up being like six days a week. So I, um, especially as a teenager, focused really heavily on ballet, um, focused on getting my ballet exams done and eventually um, got some teacher certifications and taught some primary ballet and jazz classes.
0: So how, how old were you when you were teaching?
1: I would, I taught from like age 17 to 20. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And is there like, is there a competitive stream in that? Like as you were growing up or did you just do it for like the passion of it?
1: Yeah, there definitely was the option to be competitive, but yep. I didn't, I didn't do any competing. I just did it for myself. I, I guess I competed against myself cause I was always taking exams and trying to get better. Um, but I just did it cause I loved it.
0: Okay. Cool. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: so growing up, was it just dance or did you do anything else, any other sports, team sports, anything like that?
1: Um, I had a small experience on a basketball team yep. in grade seven, and that was it for me. <laughs> how, how
0: small of an experience?
1: Um, yeah, like like one season of basketball, okay. grade seven. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was great. I actually did swim too, and I, I became a lifeguard. So I did that while I was teaching dance as well. Those were sort of my two jobs that I did. Okay. So I, I got to a pretty high level of swimming, cool. um, you know that was some good cardiovascular fitness there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like any competition at all or oh, just no. like, nope,
1: no, nope. no. Nope. Nope.
0: Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. No. At And how old were you when you, we started doing that?
1: Um, I guess I lifeguarded as a teenager. So like age 16, 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. I, yeah, I learned how to swim when I was like 30. So it was, uh, oh, good
1: for you. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming is a life Take, skill. It is. If it that's, is. You know what? That's very important. No, for kids sure. need to learn how to swim.
0: Dear kid, you got uh, someone coaching your kids for swimming, right?
1: Yeah, we do. Our yeah. kids have been taking swimming lessons since like they were all like one and a half.
0: Okay. Yeah. And they're how old are they now? You've got three kids. Yeah, I have three
1: daughters. Yeah. Um, our oldest Claire is nine. We've got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And the four-year-old is usually here with me at the gym.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Usually very impressed to be here, and yeah, giving me dirty looks the whole <laughs> yep. time. Like, yep. why are you beating up on my mom? So Korean's been doing like mostly personal training here at the gym, which has been pretty cool. We've been throwing up like some stories and all the different things that she's doing, which is great, whether it is just, you know, strength work or I think uh, we were doing some like single leg hip hinge the other week and stuff like that and had some interesting comments on that and like, oh, that that looks a lot harder than, you know, some people said they tried it and that they found it a lot tougher than they thought it would be. So kind of cool to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, well, I really appreciate coming here. Like, you know, fitness in terms of weightlifting was not really something that was emphasized growing up for me. It was just sort of find something that you want to do and that you enjoy doing that's active and that was sort of what my parents encouraged me, encouraged us in. But now that I'm I'm older, I and with the knowledge that I have about the body and health, I do find I have a different desire to maintain muscle and build muscle as more of a protective mechanism and just to, to really build my own health and to stay healthy as I age.
0: So before coming here, you hadn't really done much strength training at all? Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Okay. <laughs> no.
1: I mean, when I started working out with Ben, I guess our youngest was like maybe six months old at that time. And I came in pretty, very, very weak. Yeah. yeah, pretty okay. depleted.
0: And you said it was like just last week that like Vic put his arm around you and was like, hey, there's some muscle there.
1: Yeah, yeah. My that, husband's noticing now. So, yeah. hey, that's good.
0: That's a, that's a win. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And how, do, so have you found that it helps you outside of here as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. How so? Um, how so? I mean, I can, I can do things. I don't need to wait for my husband to come home to move something heavy for the kids or mm. to, um, even just keeping up with my kids, like they're super active. They love to play outside. They like, they, there's no stopping or resting really when you have small kids. And so I do find like, you know, I can, I can see in myself, I just have more stamina for them. And I think that has to do with, well, number one exercise and, and really supporting my body, but also, you know, nutritionally and, you know, supporting my body's minerals, Mm -hmm. which I know we're going to talk about is, is a huge factor to why I don't feel like I fatigue the way I used to. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that's cool. Cause your kids are, are pretty active. Like when you have them here and you're doing a training session, whether they're climbing ropes or jumping on the sled that you're trying to push or helping to pull, (laughs) pull the sled or whatever. And, and, uh, even like Ellie just doing stuff with, with jazz, like, uh, gymnastics wise, like it's unreal to see how Mm -hmm. they they just don't stop. And yeah, same as, same as my little girl, but like, yeah, you got to be able to keep up with them. You don't want to just sit on the sidelines all the time and watch them go by.
1: Exactly. And I think when you see a child who is active, which I really believe most children should be, that's I think how we were created and how our bodies are designed. Like we really should be able to keep that up. And I think, you know, it's inspiring to see your kids being able to try all these new things. Like I have one daughter who's in dance, who loves dancing. She would dance like literally seven days a week (laughs) if we let her. Um, And then my middle child's just, you know, obsessed with gymnastics. She started doing like handstand walks with Victor last, like a few months ago when he was training for his CrossFit competition. And then, you know, it's just, I want to be able to keep up with them. I want to be able to be present with them when they're, doing their activities, whether that's even just being able to go and watch them, drive them and be available to them. So yeah, it's cool.
0: No, it's, it's always nice to be able to like keep up with them and not just sit on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And I think that's stuff that they're going to remember too, as they get older. And, you know, I, I definitely remember a lot of like doing things with my parents rather than them just coming and watching soccer games and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like that's always nice too. But like when you can actually go out and do stuff as a family, because you're all physically fit and able to do it, like, that's a win.
1: That is a win. Yeah. Um, and you want to keep that going. You know, you want to keep that going into when my kids are adults and yeah. maybe we want to do hiking or trips or traveling. I know that for me and my husband traveling for us, there's always got to be some sort of adventure. Mm-hmm. And if we're never going anywhere to just sit intentional or, or unintentional, <laughs> exactly. It's got to, there's got to be an adventure. So it's hiking or, you know, skiing or something on the water, right? It, we do live a pretty active lifestyle. And so I will give some credit to my husband for also encouraging me to keep coming to the gym and to, you know, keep, keep my physical fitness where it's at.
0: Oh, that's awesome to have that support. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stuff that we, we do chat about while we're doing our PT sessions is what you do for a living now. So do you want to kind of fill us in on, on what that looks like?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I guess I started, I opened my business sort of officially this spring, um, Heartfelt Holistic, and so I'm a root cause protocol consultant, which is a bit of a mouthful, so we'll just shorten that to the RCP, um, the root cause protocol, and so we find ourselves talking a lot about minerals because um, the RCP was developed by a gentleman in the USA, his name is Morley Robbins, and I just feel very fortunate to be to have been a student of his. Um, and I took the training just over a year ago. Um, and I will say I'll preface with a story. Um, someone very close to me went through a really intense postpartum depression after the birth of one of her children. And it sort of came out of nowhere, really sidelined her and just changed how she experienced her family and her world. And, um, it was a it was a friend of a friend of a friend who said to her, you know what, you need to check out the RCP. You need to get a hold of Morley Robbins. <laughs> and so she got a consultation with him, and her husband went and got her all the minerals that she needed. And it was truly so dramatic in her. It was a, within two weeks. She had her mind back. She had clarity back. She was sleeping again. Just like everything settled down. And um, And it was in hearing that story that I like something in me just really lit up. And I said, that is what I want to do. Like for the rest of my life, I just want to help people get their life back. If it's mental distress or chronic illness or chronic pain, um, just seeing the transformation in her inspired me. um, Because up until that point, I was certified as a health coach and that that was great, but I sort of felt like I was giving really general advice to people and making really common suggestions, right? sort of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like, let's mm-hmm. see what's going to stick for this person or that person. But with the root cause protocol, we're, we're looking at minerals and we do functional testing to see where your minerals are at in your cells. And we're actually taking that information and we're saying, okay, here's how we can support your body to better make energy. Here's how we can support your mitochondria to actually function properly so that you don't have this pain or this, you know, fatigue. I mean, brain fog and chronic fatigue, that's like the primary symptom out Hmm. there right now.
0: So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no, I, I totally agree. And I know this is something that, you know, I've wanted to kind of like explore a little bit more and find out a bit more Mm -hmm. from you. Um, so how, how does this work? So your, your contact there that ended up going through the root cause protocol, Mm -hmm did she end up getting a blood test first to kind of see where her minerals were low or what was missing or how does that work?
1: Yeah, good question. So <clears throat> we use two tests. Um, so she got, it's called a hair tissue mineral analysis. okay. So HTMA for short. And what they do is they, you, you take a couple sections of hair cut right from the scalp. You want newest growth. Um, and it's sent to a lab and it's analyzed and we get a profile back of all these minerals. So we're looking at calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, and then the metals too, like copper and iron, manganese. Um, so we're looking at these at this chart almost. And we, we input it into a graph and we can see how these minerals are working together. And we can see where there are, there are some that are skewed off the charts high or low. Um, and we're able to see where there <clears throat> are imbalances. The second test we we like to see is a blood test. Um, in the blood work, we're able to see more closely how in particular copper and iron are working together in the body. Um, energy production relies solely on copper being bioavailable in the body and so many people today are going to their doctors because they're exhausted they can't get through the day they don't have energy much less thinking about going to work out they can't even get through their work day right and so they're going to the doctor they're getting you know a basic iron panel and they're kind of being told well you got kind of low iron maybe try an iron supplement eat some more red meat you know See what happens, mm-hmm. um, but the reality is that iron is is super tightly managed by by copper and bioavailable copper, and so we actually look at a few more um, values on the blood test. So, so yeah, so she would have gotten this HTMA and this blood work, and and in her case in particular, you know, the copper was way out of balance from the iron, and so there was just a significant issue there with her iron recycling system. Iron is supposed to be in hemoglobin, right? Transporting oxygen around the body. And when we have iron in the wrong form, it begins to be held up by the tissues. So our organs begin to just hold on to iron and you may not be anemic. You might just have iron in the wrong place. Okay. So we see that a lot. Yeah. All right.
0: So when you get like, when you do a blood test, so some say somebody is taking a a supplement maybe they're not being very regular with it or whatever with the blood test is that just like you know a snapshot of kind of where someone is on a certain day like maybe you had a lot of red meat or whatever the night before and then stuff is showing up in the blood test is that why you you do the hair as well or how does that work
1: yes Pretty much, you're bang on with that. The blood, the blood test is like that second of that day. What your what your blood looks like. I mean, the iron functionality part of it is going to be pretty accurate. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to change that much. We're going to be able to see pretty clearly how functional the iron is in the blood. But the hair tissue analysis, that's actually showing us like you know 10, 12 weeks of mineral deposits, and so that's more of a story in your hair of like. Maybe how stressful your life has been over the last 10 to 12 weeks, what stress has done to your minerals or what, you know, whether that's what you're eating, whether that's your lifestyle, whether that's, you know, unintended consequence from synthetic supplements. We often see, you know, you you can pay a price there, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the HTMA would show more of a long, long view. OK. Yeah.
0: So and. and do you just take it, like you said, hair close to the scalp or is it, do you, do you use a whole strand at all or further away from the scalp or? Nope.
1: no? No. Um, we're using like just the shave first. the head
0: <laughs> and like send a bag of hair in. That's it.
1: Um, well, I did have a bald <laughs> client once who was like, what do I do? How do I do this? I said, well, just, you got to. Drop grow. your pants. <laughs> Paul. No. <laughs> no, we do not. We only test scalp hair. Okay. Only scalp. Okay. There's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for many reasons. Okay. But, <laughs> um, no, I actually told him like so he would shave his head like once yep. a week. I said, Well just go a little longer. And so for a few weeks he was just collecting his shaved His shaved hair, but yeah, you want the newest growth of scalp hair, and uh, it's about an inch and a half. So on for my women clients, I usually ask them not to color their hair, or if they're going to the hairdresser for a hair color, you know, that's when you could ask your hairdresser, hey, um, and we just need a couple spots. Like it's a teaspoon of hair, Um, so we take from kind of around the nape of the neck, behind the ears. It's hidden; no one will ever notice. I've done a few on myself. I don't think anyone's ever said there's a missing yeah. piece of What's, hair here. Yeah. What's going um, on? so we t- yeah, we take like a very fine amount of hair and um, then they can test it that way.
0: Okay. And then mm-hmm. so these samples get sent away and yep. does do you analyze them or does somebody else or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so the, it gets sent away to a lab okay. and they do the they do the I think they burn it and then they draw out the minerals and then they basically give you a value for how much mineral content is in for, for each mineral in that hair. And then they send me the report and then I take the report and I actually plug it into a, a different graph where I can make sense of it. So, yeah.
0: All right. Um, so when you, I guess you need that information to be able to like recommend what people should be, should be doing. And that's something that we typically don't get. Like you could go to your family doctor and ask for a blood test. And like you said, it's, they might test some stuff, but they don't, Test a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the what's the difference between you know getting you know the root pro, root cause protocol done versus just you know going to your doctor here and getting a blood test?
1: Well, I think there's a couple things. I mean, the first thing being with the RCP and the the research behind it. Um, Morley Robbins actually used to be a hospital like executive CEO type. Person. So he, he's been in mainstream me- medicine for, he was in mainstream medicine for a long time before he kind of made a like life change in his career. Okay. Um, but what he committed to when he made that change is he committed to like five hours of every morning in the peer reviewed scientific literature where he was putting these pieces together. And he really wanted to figure out how can you support the body to heal itself Um, you know, and and it was this question of if there is an innate healer in the body, which he, he, he believed there was, you know, why do we have all these doctors? Why are we sicker today than we've ever been, you know? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take long to look around and see just how sick people are, you know, in our society. So anyways, so the research is all there. And what he's done is he's pieced this all together to say, okay, these are the supplements that will support energy production. But it's not as easy as just saying like, well, you know, you need you need vitamin C or you need, you know, or your iron is low, go take iron. Well, the it's coming back again to the reasons why these things are low, being that there's an imbalance somewhere else. So rather than just, oh, your iron's low, supplement iron, we're actually going a little deeper and saying, well, why is the iron low? Is it because you're lacking bioavailable copper? Well, how can we get bioavailable copper up in the body? So we really base our recommendations around whole food supplementation and just a whole food lifestyle as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the reality being in our diets today, we've lost a lot of that nutrient content in our food. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So going into... A supplement store. I'm not going to name any of them, but like going into a <laughs> supplement store when like someone behind the counter is like, Hey, you need this and you need that. And, um, like, what do you, what do you think? Cause I know a lot of people are just like, you know, very focused on their, their macros and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know, what, what are your macro splits and how much protein are you getting in? And, and you know, that stuff's important too. But would you say like the micronutrients are like the base of the pyramid when it comes to stuff like that?
1: Well, I would say so, and I would say so because you need that welcoming committee. You need those little nutrients to be there on your cells, the sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. These are your intra and extracellular electrolytes. If you're really wanting to nourish your body, you want all those electrolytes present to keep the cells hydrated, to be able to receive the nutrients that you're taking in, your proteins, your fats, your healthy carbohydrates, right? You want... You want your cells to be able to uptake the nutrients from food. Um, So I would say they're, yeah, just as important, if not maybe a little more important. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Maybe. Okay. (laughs) No, I heard a quote uh, a while back, and it was just saying that basically, like, your cells are only as healthy as the fluid they're they're Mm. floating in. Exactly. And, you know, if you are missing out on some of that stuff, then, yeah, you could have some some issues here and there. And, um, I know we were, this was a while back, we were talking about um, a a client, I don't know what to say, a client, a member or something. (laughs) I don't want to name any names, but, um, you know, you had made recommendations on some like electrolyte, how to balance the electrolytes Mm -hmm. out and stuff like that. And this person had said that they they had noticed a huge difference. It was like, wow, I was buying, you know, a ton of supplements and stuff like that and using all this over the counter stuff. Um, from just a general supplement stores, but like, usually like they don't test anything. They don't know right. what you're low on. So yeah. you're basically like, supplement just means in addition to, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you could be topped up on all that stuff you're already taking. And then you're just kind of like, you know, peeing it out or absorbing totally. it and just not using it. So,
1: and I think the other thing to really understand is like, you do not want to supplement with synthetics even if they're like very biologically close the body does not use them in the same way it's like the body was designed to be nourished by food and so as much as possible if you can find whole food sources of these nutrients that's amazing and if you can't then you got to look for a whole food supplementation because you that it'll be digested like food like the body's going to be able to use it and like you said not just pee it out I, think, I do feel like people waste a ton of money, especially this time of year. I mean, I could just go to the health food store and stand there and tell people, don't buy this. It's mm-hmm. not going to help you. Don't buy, you know, but I, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. do that. But I, I almost did. The other day, It was I was at a store that I frequent, and I just, I really wanted to help people and say, you know what? How about instead of this, I get you some magnesium, some whole food vitamin C, and you go order some beef liver. You'll be good for the winter, you know? But um, again, it's very helpful if you do have the testing done to know what you need. But the like the root cause protocol itself, like if someone's listening and they're like, "Oh, I'm really interested in this," there is a ton of just free information on their website. You can download like a 100-page handbook that goes through sort of every recommendation that they have. Um, And I'd say like the first best place to start if you want to incorporate minerals into routine is trace minerals in your water. So just adding a couple drops to every glass of water that you drink will really make that water more hydrating and more nourishing to the body. Um, Many of us, and you know, I I never recommend tap water because that's full of who knows what, but I know we're all, I drink um, reverse osmosis or distilled water and this water is pure and so it tends to bind, it's hungry the water comes into your body, binds up minerals that are there, and now you're losing. Now you're losing electrolytes, right? So trace minerals in your water. And then the other thing, which I was actually going to bring you, but I forgot, is an adrenal cocktail. Okay. So a little bit of orange juice, coconut water, sodium, potassium, salt, and cream of tartar. There you go. Okay. That That's a great energy drink for midday. For when you're feeling like you need that other cup of coffee or like a, I don't know, Red Bull or something, go for that instead.
0: So is that... Is that something that you mix on your own or is that, you know, yep. um, something yep. that comes in like a, a can? Or you know, <laughs>
1: there is one company that makes like a pre adrenal cocktail. You can buy it online, but they're based out of the States. Okay. Um, but it's super simple to make on your own. You, it's equal parts, real salt and cream of tartar. Okay. You can pour that in a jar and you've already got your premix done for you. Okay. <laughs> and then you just take a half a teaspoon of that, add it to either... You know, just a quarter cup of orange juice or some other citrusy juice. We try to take our adrenal cocktail with a whole food vitamin C um, because most of your vitamin C is stored in your adrenal glands.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We should put this uh, in the show notes just so that yes, people can, I can try it themselves. Yes, I can send you some links. No, for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, I know something else we had talked about uh, magnesium and how important that is. Mm-hmm. And then I I sent you I sent you something that I saw the other day and it was like, uh, four different types of magnesium. Yep. And then you had mentioned something about the, you know, the, the top three choices.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, uh, magnesium is one of the most important minerals to supplement. Um, magnesium is the very first mineral you will lose anytime you're under stress. And that doesn't, you know, not just when you necessarily feel in intense stress, but even just thinking about a stressor, tells your body that you're stressed. <laughs> so, you know, magnesium, we are all losing magnesium every day. And so magnesium is a hundred percent to me, I feel necessary for everyone. Um, but we, again, we need to talk about, well, what's the right form of magnesium, right? And so some of my favorites, my top three would be magnesium malate, which is like an energizing form of magnesium. And it's tolerated quite well by most people. I like to take that in the morning. Um, it's, it's, Yeah, like I said, it's energizing. Mm -hmm. Um, Magnesium glycinate is a very gentle form of magnesium. It's more calming, relaxing. It's a good, good magnesium to take in the evening. (laughs) Exactly. And then um, I love getting magnesium just from an Epsom salt bath. And so that is a very bioavailable form of magnesium. Just dump two cups of Epsom salt in the tub and there you go. Um,
0: and you're just sitting in it. You're not drinking it, right? You're not you're drinking just, okay, it. Okay. No straw or anything like that?
1: No. Okay. Um, you can Magnesium bicarbonate. You can actually make yourself with magnesium hydroxide. You make it into a little uh, um, a fizzy water drink. You uh, carbonate it. see it you with
0: this little lab in your basement making magnesium. I, I have one. I do. Okay. I do.
1: I do have my lab. <laughs>
0: okay. It's my kitchen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Got all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, you could make your own. It's like a salty, fizzy kind of magnesium beverage. There's instructions I can send you. Um, You can post them on the show notes too, but you kind of got to shake it every, every few hours, leave it in your fridge and then it's ready to go. Um, The only one I do not like is magnesium citrate Um, tends to be too overstimulating for the bowels. And so that can cause some discomfort for people. Um, And it also, the citrate molecule interferes with our bioavailable copper. So if you do find yourself on the RCP website, you're going to see a list of, of stops. And those are things that have been researched and show, have been shown to interfere with our body's energy-making processes. And so primarily they're interfering with the protein that carries copper around, which is ceruloplasmin. It's a really important protein that we need. Um, and so, yeah, there there might be some things on there that surprise you that that you're taking that you maybe want to reconsider.
0: Okay. So you could be taking a supplement to like increase your copper intake, but then if you're taking magnesium citrate, then you could be just kind of like annihilating exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: So honestly, some people, um, people who come, who want to who start the process, they go through that list of stops and start removing those things from their routine. And I kid you not, they feel better just yep. doing that. Um, because now their body's freed up to really make energy and then they start adding in the steps, um, adding in those trace minerals and adrenal cocktails, eventually magnesium comes in whole food, vitamin C people really start to feel better. Cool. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, so do you retest at a certain point? Um, or do you just like, if people are feeling better, you're like, Hey, it's working. We're, we're going in the right direction. How does that work?
1: I guess it depends on the client. Um, You don't want to retest too soon, especially with an HTMA. You know, your hair grows pretty slowly. So you want to really give time. And the other thing is, like, when I'm working with someone, I'm I'm really always encouraging people to go slowly. Mm -hmm. You're making some pretty significant changes, and you want to give the body time to, like, make those changes, absorb those nutrients, and, and sort of get used to making energy again. And so... And if we enter into anything too fast, the body can see that as a stressor too. And that's the last thing we want to do. So for my clients, I would probably recommend, you know, retesting in like 9 to 12 months, actually. So really giving the body a significant amount of time to make those changes. And, you know, one one thing I've found is for some people, they do have some sensitivities to, to things here and there. And then we can sort of troubleshoot that out on an individual basis, but it usually doesn't require testing. Usually it's just, okay, let's try altering this or taking this out or, you know, switching the time of day that you're taking something.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So just a little tweaking and adjusting. Right. Um, do people usually see changes? I know you had mentioned the, that person that had postpartum, Mm -hmm. um, you, they saw some changes in like two weeks. How, how long does it usually take before people really start noticing a difference on this?
1: Yeah, that would depend on the person. And I think it would depend on, I think everybody wants to see the changes today, Yep. (laughs) actually yesterday.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But the reality is, and this is sort of the conversation that I'll often have is like, okay, let's say you're 35. You've had 35 years of sort of getting to this place. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And now you, now we're making changes. It might take, a while. It might take months. Another 35 no. years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not necessarily. Okay. Um, but like for, for me, for example, there were certain things that I found um, when I started improved right away. That was just like my level of fatigue, feeling like I just never woke up feeling um, rested, no mm-hmm. matter how much I slept. That changed really quickly. Um, other things have moved more slowly. Like I've um, sort of part of my story when I was so heavily involved in dance. I had like a sudden onset, um, like thyroid crisis as a teenager where I, you know, my, I had heart palpitations. I couldn't sleep. I was extremely hype. I had an extremely hyperactive thyroid. Um, and so did all kinds of medications and all kinds of things at that time to try to get it under control, but it never really was under control. It sort of, it, it got silenced for a while, but then during my pregnancies, it all resurfaced. And so that's really something that I know is from deep in my past that I'm working through. And so over the last 18 months, I've been able to really lower the amount of medication that I need. Um, So that's been amazing. But I think there are things like that, that you have to really be patient with your body and let, just like, let the body do its work, be patient, give it time. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So I know when people want to start say exercising and, you know, the new year's coming and people are going to want to like take their health into their, into their hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. And hopefully for longer than a month, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I, I always see people, taking pictures behind a mountain of like supplements they go into whatever store and they buy you know thousands of dollars worth of stuff and don't even have a gym membership yet or a plan of of, you know how they're going to start exercising and stuff but they're you know standing behind this mountain of supplements um what how do you know you're getting good supplements and i'm not saying like you got to go and spend thousands of dollars on this stuff it like Mm -hmm. would you say it's pretty reasonable or how
1: Um, well, I guess something I would look at, there are a couple things. Number one is, is it a, is it a whole food based supplement? Mm -hmm. Look at the ingredients list. Is there more in the ingredient list than what the label says? Like if you're going to buy a whole food vitamin C tablet, for example, Mm -hmm. and you've got an ingredients list that's got preservatives and citric acid and ascorbic acid added, you know, well, well, why, you know? That's one thing I would look at. The other thing I would look at is third-party lab testing. So um, beef liver is one of the ways that you can really get bioavailable copper back into the body as well as retinol, which we haven't talked about, but that's very, very important. That's real vitamin A, um, part of the energy making process involving, you know retinol, copper, ceruloplasmin, and the mitochondria, super important. Um, so beef liver. It's a great supplement for people who aren't ready to just start cooking with beef liver. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are some great just desiccated freeze-dried beef liver capsules you can buy. But you're going to want to look for something that's been third-party tested for things like glyphosate and, you know, crop sprays and things like that. So you want to get a clean supplement um, if you're going to supplement. Okay, mm-hmm. so
0: don't just go eat raw liver like the Liver King. Do you follow him? <laughs> do, you, do you see any of that stuff? Yeah,
1: I know what's been going on with him. And just like I knew he was. Can I say it? I him. knew he was totally a fake. Yeah. Come on, there's nothing about. I, can I say that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that's natural. Yeah. Or It normal. doesn't. It doesn't look very no. natural. No. But
0: yeah. No. Yeah, it's
1: he's not part of the RCP, so... Um,
0: <laughs> Kate.
1: <laughs> but he does love liver yeah. and other things, I guess. So, yeah. So. yeah. But you can eat raw liver. In yeah. fact, we have lots of people in our community who do. So. Um, one way to do it, because it is a lot cheaper mm-hmm. to, to consume liver than to buy the the supplemented form, mm-hmm. um, you just freeze it, or you, you chop it into really, really small pieces, freeze them, and you throw them back like shots. So... Like a capsule, drink it with some coffee or orange juice, whatever you want.
0: Yummy. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna need a video of that.
1: Just, oh yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Okay. Um, so you said make sure that they're they're mostly you know real food, whole food based, whole food yeah. based. Um, anything else people should be looking for when they're, cause there, there's so much stuff on the shelves. There's so many different mm-hmm. companies that make the same thing, or it might be a little different. Like, yeah. how do you, how do you know?
1: I guess I would say, are you able to ask yourself the question, why am I taking this? Do I have a good reason to spend this money? Do I have a good reason to take this supplement? Do I know exactly what it's going to do for my body and why? And that's what I love about the root cause protocol is like, we can talk about each of the recommended nutrients and minerals and, and supplements and say, this is why it's part of this protocol. You know, this is why it works. And so that, I guess I would ask, I know I I challenged my doctor, um, a year ago when she asked me why I wasn't taking vitamin D. I said, well, you know. We've never tested my vitamin D. I don't truly know Mm -hmm. if I need it. And I know that might sound a little controversial, but yeah, I got my vitamin D tested and it was fantastic. Absolutely no, no reason to supplement supplement. vitamin D. And I told her, listen, I'm taking my cod liver oil. It's got bioavailable, whole food based vitamin A and vitamin D in the exact ratio that my body needs. I know why I'm taking it and I know what it's doing. So I'm I'm good. (laughs)
0: Do you still have that doctor? Do you I do actually. I do actually. <laughs> actually. We yeah. got a
1: great relationship. I no, mean, I do. I, I challenge her sometimes. I know some um, doctors she,
0: might not like that and <laughs> no. it's like, "Hey, I know. Get out of here."
1: Yeah. <laughs> most of them most of them don't like that comment. But I mean, I just think there's there is so much research and information out there that we can probably find research to support absolutely any supplement on the market. Yep. But I think it's like what's enduring and what's like lasting, those are sort of the things that within the root cause protocol we've kind of stuck with. So, I mean, even our ancestors believed in cod liver oil. So that to me, there've been times when I've recommended it to a client and they're like, Oh yeah, that actually sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. You know, it's like something connects. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think that was a lot—a lot, a lot yeah. of good information. Right. Hopefully, hopefully, our listeners think so too. Is there anything else you want to add? If people are thinking about maybe getting into, you know, some testing and, and trying the root cause protocol, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? What does that look like?
1: Um, I'm guessing the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. Um, I'm Kareen Martins. My my company or my Instagram profile is Heartfelt Holistic um and yeah just reach out on a dm i've got a website too um heartfeltholistic.com and we can link that if you want um but yeah i'm i'm always willing to connect with people and you know message with them i i i love hearing sort of what people are going through and looking for and yeah i'm starting i am actually starting a group a very small group program in january i have room for about three more women to join. This is just a women's group. Sorry Paul. It's okay. It's okay. But it's gonna it it will include it will include the HTMA. um, uh, Blood work is always sourced separately. You have to I don't have licensing to do that. So blood work is sort of something that has to be done on their own, but it'll be a group program where for four months we have um regular Zoom calls where I'm teaching aspects of the protocol. And nutritional support, and stress management, and l- all the other lifestyle pieces that go together with it. So, if that interests anyone who's listening, then send reach me a message. Yeah.
0: Friday night adrenal cocktails. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you can reach out to her on mm-hmm. her Instagram handle at Heartfelt Holistic. And you do you do consults with people, or yep. like how how does that work?
1: Yeah. So I typically will. Oh start with a client, we'll do an initial consult where I really, I send like a 10 page intake form where I'm getting to know kind of their health history, stress history, lifestyle, nutrition, all of those things. We get to know each other a little bit through our initial consult, which is usually about an hour, kind of setting the framework, um, building this client's file. And then um, we send off their hair to get tested. And once we got, once we have that back, we do what I what I call the deep dive consultation where we look at all the results and we start piecing it all together. And that's usually you're
0: screwing up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's how we're going to fix it
1: in a much more positive, much more positive light. Like (laughs) here are the opportunities. (laughs) Here's how we can make you better. And that's usually about an hour and a half. Um, And then I like to do follow up for the next three months. Um, uh, Just checking in troubleshooting, adding in the minerals that we've, you know, we have a nice process that we follow. So that's how I do it. Cool. Mm -hmm. And
0: you can do this from pretty much anywhere. Like you don't even have to be in the same city to do this, right?
1: That is true. I have clients actually all over the place right now. A lot of them here locally in Manitoba, but we're heading to Arizona for the winter. Um, So I'll be just keeping my practice up and running from there. I have clients in Florida right now, Um, Alberta, Oregon. So Awesome. People find me.
0: People find you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll find this podcast and hopefully they uh, it'll pique their interest and maybe get them thinking about mm-hmm. some micronutrients they need to be taken in. Anything else to add?
1: I think we've covered a lot. Thanks for so having too. me, Paul. No
0: problem. Thank you very much, Corrine. And uh, hopefully you guys like this podcast. If you do have any questions, uh, we will put some of that information in the show notes so you can reach out directly to Corrine and see if... The RCP is a good fit with her and you. Hopefully this podcast made you guys a little bit better than yesterday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.